Hey, everybody. Let's pause here for station identification. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Hormone Harmony, a name that has so much more meaning to us now at the perfectly ripe ages of 55, 56, and 58. Longtime listeners know that the three of us are no strangers to hot flashes, night sweats, sleeplessness, and the occasional menopause moment, known more scientifically as menopause-related brain fog. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens that help the body adapt to stressors, including the chaotic hormonal shifts that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. Hormone Harmony has over 17,000 reviews online, and what you'll see them say over and over again is that they finally feel like themselves again. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code PCPS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use PCPS for 15% off today. Thanks so much to Hormone Harmony and thanks to you for listening today. Hey listeners, you know that feeling you get when you discover something amazing and all you want to do is tell everybody that you know about it? Well, that's exactly how I feel about Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed super easy and super fun. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you get to build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, they're unique, and they're recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. Those styles show up to you in as little as two days. And then when you're ready for some new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. And that's exactly what I did a couple of months ago when Andy and I took a trip to Hawaii. And of course, I wanted to have some fun, beachy, cute clothes. Armoire was perfect for that. I got the most amazing outfits that I got so many compliments on. And the best part was that when we got home, all I had to do was ship those items back and they didn't have to take up space in my closet unused for a year. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash PCPS. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash PCPS to get up to 50% off your first month, and you'll never have to worry about what to wear again. So try Armoire today. Did you know that the Pop Culture Preservation Society depends on support from listeners like you to keep our podcast up and running? We are an independent operation, creating, producing, distributing, and promoting the podcast by ourselves and paying for it out of our own pockets because we love it and we think it's worth it to preserve the well-loved cultural nuggets from our Gen X youth. If you'd like to become a supporter of the PCPS, go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and search for Pop Culture Preservation Society. Our Patreon supporters are like our pit crew, giving us the fuel we need to keep on trucking. And as a Patreon supporter, you'll also get special thank you gifts, like video recordings of our episodes, after the episode discussions, invitations to live events over Zoom, and the occasional blooper delivered straight to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening and for being a part of our society. I got to say the next most dreaded experience in the school cafeteria has to do with carrying that tray. And right now my stomach hurts. Mm -hmm. God forbid you dropped it or someone (gasps) dropped the tray. I mean, I think this is when I experienced vicarious embarrassment for the first time. You know, everyone would applaud. I never applauded. I want to go on the record saying I never applauded. I, even now, I could just be sick to my stomach. Hello world is a song that 
to sing it. Come on, get happy. A whole lot of loving is what we'll be bringing. We'll make you happy. Welcome to the Pop Culture Preservation Society, the podcast for people born in the big wheel generation who have lots of uses for pennies, like buying your milk at school. We believe our Gen X childhoods gave us unforgettable songs, stories, characters, and images. And if we don't talk about them, they'll disappear, like Marshall, Will, and Holly on a routine expedition. And today, we'll be saving the one constant in everybody's life from ages 5 to 18. That would be the daily meal taken at long tables in basement cafeterias and converted gyms, the school lunch. I'm Carolyn. I'm Kristen. And I'm Michelle. And we are your pop culture preservationists. Oh, hoagies and grinders, hoagies and grinders. Navy beans, navy beans, navy beans, navy beans. Hoagies and grinders, hoagies and grinders. So today I think we've stumbled upon what might be the number one most universal thing amongst Gen Xers. Because if you went to school, which we all did, by law, you have experience with school lunch. Whether you bought or brought your lunch, you had to eat in the middle of the day. And that singular act created memories that came flooding in. When we posted a simple question about school lunch on our social media, we came very close to breaking the internet. (laughs) And we have to give credit where credit is due because today's topic comes courtesy of one of our listeners slash followers who was also a former guest on the show when we talked about the crazy food fads of the Gen X era. So naturally, when she sent us this idea, we invited her back on the show. Today, our special guest is actor, comedian, and chef Erica Wides, the host of Funny People Making Food on YouTube and Instagram. Erica, welcome to the Pop Culture Preservation Society. Thank you, friends. Woo! Oh, my God. Can you hear the sirens in the background? Yeah. Oh, hello, that's, New York City. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's so exciting. We've got some oh, yeah. atmosphere going. So you're trying to sleep. Can you yeah. tell us, um, Erica, tell us a little bit about Funny People Making Food. So Funny People Making Food is, um, so it was a, a web series that I created a few years ago on YouTube. It was Sort of inspired by comedians in cars getting coffee, Jerry Seinfeld's um, Netflix mm-hmm. series, mm-hmm. Um, because I love food and I love comedy and I'm also like a commercial actor. And um, what I wanted to do was kind of create a little series where I went into the homes of comedians and cooked with them and talked with them and joked around with them. And what I really wanted to kind of get at was like the heart of whether their food influenced their comedy, like if their food life, like childhood food life and experience influenced their comedy or not, or not at all. And so we did like six complete episodes of that. They're on YouTube. Um, But those are very long and very expensive to produce. So then what I decided... uh, a few months ago was to just basically chop those up and put them on Instagram in little tiny clips. And then we ran out of material. So then I just started doing food content on Instagram. Um, so anyway, that's what's, but both accounts are funny people making food and on TikTok also. Um, but the original OG six episodes are on YouTube and you should all go watch them and subscribe and comment and like. They're super funny. They're they very are. fun. And there's one thing in particular where I just found this out because this is one thing that changed my life. And apparently it changed a lot of people's lives because when they saw it, your Instagram just blew 
up, and yep. it was how to poach an egg in the microwave. The microwave, yeah, which is something I've been doing for years, and I was just sort of like, okay, what are we going to do for today's clip? And I did the egg in the microwave, and at that point, I had about 1,500 followers, and within <laughs> like two weeks, I was at 100,000, and now I'm at almost 200,000, and that video got 33 million views. Come oh on. Like so more Erica. than the population of Canada. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Every Canadian. Wow. I'm so happy to have you here today because I think yeah. you're going to chime in with some really interesting stuff. So let's let's launch into the, the actual school lunch. I want to start with the lunch lady. The lunch lady is a really prominent figure. Like the lunch lady is as big as the school principal in terms of how it's burned in your brain. In my school, it was Verna. When you were all done, you could bring your tray and show Verna that you had eaten all of your lunch, and then she would take out a piece of white bread, and she would dig into a giant tub of peanut butter and give you peanut butter bread. Why? Well, that's the most random thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and why, why is a really like, good question. But why didn't she, like, reach into a bag and give you, like, an ice cream sandwich or a ho-ho? Peanut butter bread. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing because there was excess bread and excess peanut butter. <laughs> wait, I mean, wait, wait. it was like it was like a Home Depot orange bucket full of peanut butter. <laughs> wait a minute. So you ate your lunch and then you got a peanut butter mm-hmm. sandwich as like a bonus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a treat for okay. some reason. And it, was, Verna it felt like brainwashing. To the, over, yeah. the overweight children in <laughs> yeah. the 70s. I, mean, I was 100 I would have been even fatter. And you had to eat. I mean, it's so old school. You had to eat all of your food and then you'd yeah. get more food. Yeah, wow. I'm thinking a sticker, maybe yeah. a pencil eraser, like one of those little pint, those little pencil erasers with the wobbly legs uh-huh. and the arms or something. <laughs> wow. That's insane. I think we can just yeah. end the show on that. There you go, Verna. Thank thing. you, Verna. A tribute to Verna. I'm going to describe Verna for you, and I'm sure this is what your lunch lady was too. Of course, you have to have a uniform. How can you serve food not wearing a uniform? Right. And so she looks like a waitress from Alice, right? And then, mm-hmm. and she's like shaped like an apple <laughs> and she's got a hairnet on the hairnet for sure. And she's probably 93 and a half years old. <laughs> now, if I asked, they'd probably say she was 43. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, no, <laughs> but totally. she was ancient. Yeah. We had more than one lunch lady. We had mm-hmm. like an ensemble and there was like the head lunch lady. Like you remember oh, her. Very important. She's the one you would bring the lunch count to in the, you know, in the morning, like when your teacher would say, oh, how many are lunch count. people are yes, buying this? That. And you'd raise your hand and yes. then someone, the teacher's pet, probably lunch me, duty. got to just march down and the head Verna of our cafeteria, you would hand her the lunch count for the day. So... I've totally forgot yep. that was a job. It was like yes. the, the lights person, the person who ran the movie right. projector. Yeah. yeah. And did you say, this is something I'm very interested in. Did you guys call it hot lunch and cold yeah. lunch? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you give the hot, hot lunch, lunch count hot lunch to Verna. Yeah. But also, yeah. if you were the hot lunch count person in my school, your teacher gave you like their bag lunch to take to the teacher's lounge to put in the fridge for them. Oh, special. And you'd go in and you'd like open the door and it would be like you were walking into like like a burning coal mine, like with the smoke, like all the, <laughs> the cigarette smoke. smoke. Oh, so back bad. in the 70s. And open sure, the door and it yeah. was like, whoosh. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But you could get in the teacher's lounge and put the bag in the fridge what for a the treat. Teacher. That's very special. And then we had aides who were like the lunch ladies in the cafeteria 
But they were called aides. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The lunch aid. The aid. And we yeah. just called mm-hmm. them aid. Oh, like, like you called, like, address them like that? Be like, hey, aid? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Very impersonal. I remember having to keep our table clean. Like, that's the way you got dismissed to go from lunch. Like, the yes, uh, right. lunch Dismissal. aid would come by. Yes. And somebody always had to get that nasty bleach rag, like, from up where you dropped oh. off your tray, wring it out, and then wipe your table down. And then you hopefully did it well enough that the aide would come and say, okay, you're dismissed. Dismissed. Oh, I you all just about that. You just yeah. like uh Husker dude me a little bit, Caroline, because I have I have a thing where I can walk into a restaurant and we have to leave because it smells like a wet yes. rag. Yes, yeah, but a like, wet can't, rag. can't eat here. We oh, have yeah. to leave. And now I'm realizing that's where it comes from. And then your hands smell like it for the rest of the yes. day and it's like <sighs> mildew. Do you guys remember um how much your lunch cost? No. Seven buy it, so sixty cents maybe. Mm-hmm. That my sounds first about right. One is fifty cents. Yeah, fifty, and you got a lunch ticket. So your fifty cents would buy you a lunch ticket. And my, I remember milk was four cents, four what? pennies. Yeah, five. Were you in like Laura five Ingalls' time? Were you, yes, no, I was what? like five for white and six for chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I oh, think it was more was, for chocolate. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was more for chocolate. Okay. See, I'm thinking it was, but it, I can't be right because I bought chocolate milk. I took my lunch all the time, but I always bought chocolate milk, and I can always remember having a coin. And I'm assuming it was quarter, but you're telling me it was probably a dime, right? It was, or a nickel. Maybe a it nickel. depends on where in the country you are and how subsidized uh-huh. oh, true. Was. I don't know. But I yeah. remember it being like a dime or a nickel, like mm-hmm. 10 Someone check that for one. us. I remember okay. when it went from four cents to a nickel. And then you had to like, there was all of this adjustment you had to do from bringing four pennies. I had to scrounge up four pennies, but now I have to scrounge up a nickel. That's different. <laughs> That's totally different. That's right. I just stole well, I remember the lunch part. ticket thing being for like a whole month. I never got one because I, ba- you know, I only bought yeah. lunch occasionally. And then they, you know, Verna, our friend, she would be um, hole punching like the day. And so everybody would oh. be digging out their ticket huh. out of their pocket. We just um, totally. Yeah. We wow. had, you bought, like if you wanted to get 10 hot lunches, you bought 10 tickets, like oh. like at a carnival. We had carnival tickets for our school lunches. <laughs> wow. Regional differences. It's so interesting. Yeah. Right. Okay. Once high school came, then everything changes, oh, right? Because now so we much. have a la carte. And now open we campus. We were open campus. campus. We didn't have that. Mm-hmm. But, so you guys got to leave? Yeah. yeah. We would go to the bagel store. And was mm-hmm. that, could you walk to that or did you somebody have to have a car? Walk. You'd have to walk through the woods. It would take a little while. Through the but woods. But you could. Yeah. To have a little house on the prairie. <laughs> yeah. In the snow. Erica, that sounds <laughs> like uphill boat. Really, like, like treacherous. No, it was like big suburban Long Island. Like there was like a big, you know, playing field kind of lawn around the school. But then you could go out onto the road and walk to the bagel store. But it was a lot faster if you took the shortcut through the woods. And, mm-hmm. you know, you'd go out in the woods. You'd, you know, smoke a little weed. You'd walk to the bagel store. Naturally. Get, your bagel get 18 bagels. Come back. <laughs> yeah. Or that was like when the McNugget was first launched. Like oh, 83, yeah. 84. And they were 99 cents, I remember, for six McNuggets, and I ate a lot of McNuggets. We were like, mm-hmm. chicken? <laughs> At McDonald's? Yeah. But well, yeah, we I went, my high school was like a big, it was a big prison. No windows, n- can't leave, all the doors locked. If there was a fire, I don't know what we would do. Um, so I was all about the a la carte line. If I ate lunch, it was not uncommon for me not to eat mm-hmm. breakfast and then not eat lunch. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then I'd have practice after school and go home at 5.30 for dinner. Right. So if I ate lunch, I would always get a chocolate shake and mm-hmm. french fries. Did you dip? Because I was so, all about nutrition. And then you dip the chocolate, the fries in the shake, yes. right? Of course, yeah. Of course, yes. Yeah, I went through a um, one Snickers bar for breakfast mm-hmm. and lunch phase. That's now called eating, you know, disordered eating. Disordered right. eating, yeah. Mm-hmm. Back then right. I was like, no, it's okay. Yeah, no <laughs> breakfast, one Snickers. And all the food groups. I would go to the snack bar and buy an orange slushie and a little Debbie nutty bar and go sit on the bleachers, like the baseball bleachers by myself and write Aww. letters to my friends back in Washington. How sad. Oh God, that's sad. <laughs> I know. It wasn't Maybe Sandy Carolyn in this part, could you, could you put a sad <laughs> violin over that story yeah, as, right. you know, as I tell it? Uh-huh. Wow. That was definitely pre-Michelle Obama and the re- Oh, God. Visiting oh. Do we even have a la carte anymore? Yeah. It's too dangerous. Okay, one thing that Erica mentioned when she suggested this topic was junior high lunch table ostracism. And I swear, if you hadn't said that, I would never have come up with that as a topic of conversation. And yet that was very real. And so much so that I even wrote about it in my new book, World Like Crush. Just excuse me for a second while I promote my book. But it's so funny because if you are going to write about um, um, middle schoolers, you have to have a lunchroom scene. A lot of your life takes place in the cafeteria. But I think it speaks to what you said, Erica, about lunchroom ostracism. Well, I think your okay. like entire adult life actually is just the middle school lunchroom playing itself out over and over mm. again. <laughs> oh and my God, you, you might change be right. status yeah. and you change positions throughout different phases of your life. Yeah. yeah. Like you never yeah. escape that. Why do you think I went out to the baseball bleachers in high school? I mean, think about it, you guys. I was a new kid at this enormous high school. The last thing I was going to do as the new student was go into that cafeteria and have to find a place to sit. Thank goodness it was Scottsdale, Arizona, where it was, you know, I could eat outside the entire school year if I needed to. It's like advertising that you have no friends. Right. So like holding a sign saying, I have no friends. But to go sit on the bleachers, which were way behind the school and have like a notebook out, it might've looked like I was doing some extra homework out there. And the act of carrying a tray feels very vulnerable to me. (sighs) When you don't have anyone to chit chat with and make you look nonchalant, walking through the cafeteria, holding a tray just looks like I don't know. There's something very awkward about it. Well, that scene plays out in, you know, lots of movies that we watched and TV shows. And I got to say the next most dreaded experience in the school cafeteria has to do with carrying that tray. And right now my stomach hurts. Mm -hmm. God forbid you dropped it or someone (gasps) dropped the tray. I mean, I think this is when I experienced vicarious embarrassment for the first time. You know, everyone would applaud. I never applauded. I want to go on the record saying I never applauded. I, even now, I could just be sick to my stomach uh, when I hear, when I think of that experience. You felt, I would assume, since I don't think I ever dropped a tray because, man, I got to tell you, I held on to those trays so hard when I walked. <laughs> She's very Carol, Carolyn put super glue on her hands first. Grandma yes. steps, yeah. like granny steps, because I just, I assumed if that was me and everyone was clapping and staring at me, it would be the most humiliating thing that could possibly ever happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're like, you're walking like walking out of the little door where you pick up the food with that tray. And also like, if you didn't have like a regular table with like a crew of friends, you'd have to stand there and like scan the room. Oh God, that was the, oh that'd my be the God. worst. And yes. what if they didn't let you sit there or like yes. you went to go sit in an open spot and they said the dreaded, Oh, saved. Yeah. That's saved. saved for Mary mm-hmm. or. Ugh. It's, I mean, and it's, it's so universal. Great. 
with the humiliation, because if you guys think about it, every single movie to this day, if they need to kind of hammer, you know, hammer in that this is, you know, this kid is being humiliated or being bullied or something, they they do a lunchroom scene. They write a lunchroom scene for it. That's right. That's where it almost always is. If if they need to play out that middle school lunchroom trauma for the rest of your life. Think about that. That we've ca- we're carrying that with us. Carolyn is carrying with her the fear of dropping her lunch tray. Mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what's now though? Like you can sort of deal with like social isolation because you have your phone, right? So like if That's you're right. sitting by yourself somewhere, you're just looking at your phone. You're engaged. True. But back right. then it was like you know maybe you had a book with you, but then people would be like teasing you for nerd. reading. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why I became a book nerd because I had to hide in something. Mm-hmm. And that's all I had. Yeah. Always had. We didn't have anything else to hide behind unless you were going to skip lunch. What they Mm -hmm. should do is serve alcohol in middle school. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) That'll solve all the problems. And as a former middle school teacher, I really would appreciate that, having (laughs) drunk kids come back. They should have cocktails. I think we've sort of um, hit on why this exploded um, on Instagram the other day, why we got so many comments from people because people have feelings about the cafeteria, whether it's the food or whether it's something social. And it was mm-hmm. like only, what, 30 minutes of your day, but it was like... Oh, if, or 17. Like yeah, in high school, ridiculous. we had like 17 minutes. And I remember yeah. one year in high school, my lunch period was 10.45 in the morning. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Me too. Like, what am I supposed 10.32. To yeah. <laughs> so dumb. So school lunches for us Gen Xers meant one of two things, either hot lunch and we're... We'll get to the items that you all, listeners, remember the most in just a bit. Or for those of us who were picky eaters and who would have basically starved if forced to eat hot lunch every day, it meant lunch from home in a lunchbox. But school lunches weren't always like that. And Erica, you're more than a chef. You're also sort of a food historian. When did the school lunch as we know it come to be? Okay, so I did a little research on this, of course, because, you know, I'm like you guys, love the research. (laughs) You know, when the Depression hit, um, kids were coming to school really, really hungry, but also farmers were really suffering. And so state governments started implementing a school lunch program as a way to, A, get the kids fed, but also to support the farmers to, like, buy up food from local farmers and also to just keep local people employed. And so there was serious problems with malnutrition. And so as a way to address that, more and more states implemented a, you know, universal school lunch. And then in 1946, um, Harry Truman signed it into law, a nationwide law that schools had to provide food in public schools. Also, interestingly, the school lunch standards, the nutritional standards, were created based on malnutrition and kids coming off the depression. Um, And so they were very caloric back then because often that was the only meal that kids were getting, you know, solid meal. And then leading up to World War II, they were trying to fatten up the boys for the draft because a lot of boys back then wouldn't pass the army physical because they were too thin. Wow. Yeah. Now it's the opposite. The army can't get anybody who can do the, you know, 20 push-ups and isn't fat. But back then, um, people were so skinny that the army said, you know, let's get these kids fattened up so we can get them in the draft and get them into the war. So, yeah. And, and just to clarify, like the, the kids who are, who are fat and can't do any push-ups, that's a function of poverty too. That is absolutely a function of poverty and of terrible food policy over the last Mm -hmm. hundred years. And that's a whole other show and story. Right. 
Isn't that funny though? Like, would you have, looking back, would you have classified your school lunches as caloric? I mean, now I look at it and it's obvious, but at the time I had no idea. The amount of like butter they used to slather on stuff and it was super caloric. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And my mom always like, cause I was this fat, you know, little kid, she always blamed it on school lunches. She was like, well, that's because you always wanted to buy lunch and I let you eat those lunches. And so you were fat. And I'm like, oh, way to not take responsibility for anything, mom. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, when Michelle Obama, that was one of her Mm -hmm. big platforms was to change school lunch standards. And I think in a lot of places that worked, but they got a lot, there was a lot of blowback in more conservative areas. And they were also finding that a lot of the kids were just throwing away the healthier food. They just didn't want it. You know, I know. The waste has just got to be tremendous. I mean, my yeah, kids like, would call it, and we like Michelle Obama, but they would call it Michelle's lunch. Yeah. Oh, they did? <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, that's because, yeah, I guess it was That is super frustrating. Tasty, isn't yeah. it, though? So among this highly caloric and highly processed food, <laughs> everyone had their favorites and their least favorites, their favorite hot lunch. Some people took their cold lunch every day but then got money for hot lunch when they saw you'd get your lunch calendar, right? And you'd see what mm-hmm. was going to be on the calendar. And then you'd take your money to buy a ticket for hot lunch. So do you guys remember what your favorites were? The mm-hmm. canned ravioli. <gasps> oh, I hated nice. the smell of that. I know oh, the smell. It's like puking smelling. The smell is like, it's like, is it ravioli or is it vomit? <laughs> that, like, like, which no, one no. is it? You know how like Parmesan cheese can sometimes smell great, but it can also sometimes smell pukey. It was like that. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, it was the oh, I so bad. It's that, good. Oh man, I loved mm-hmm. that canned ravioli. It was like crack. It was meat, meat ravioli. <laughs> I would, and it I would serve it with like a piece of bread, like a baguette. It wasn't a baguette, like Italian bread with like a half an yeah. inch of butter Ooh. on it. And I, mm-hmm. that's the best part. You'll remember. <sighs> that's the best taking part. Taking that buttery yes. baguette and mopping up that yeah. ravioli sauce. Oh my God. And the spaghetti in the same category. Yeah. The spaghetti was very hamburger centric. <laughs> it was really more like sloppy Joe you know, on top of sauce. noodles. But I'm still, to this day, I'm chasing that school spaghetti taste. I could go to the best Italian restaurant <laughs> in the world and I'm, and I'd be like, it was okay. Right. Or just because <laughs> like, it's not sloppy Joe. Well, it yeah. is. I need hamburger spaghetti. spaghetti. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. It was always very mm-hmm. watery. Yeah. They would pool in the Oh, divot. yeah. 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 They yeah. Pool like in when the you divot. were done with the noodles, there'd be. Yeah. Water. Yeah. Like they didn't yeah. drain them. <laughs> it was not al dente pasta. No, it was not. It was el smusho. Boiled spaghetti. Yeah. For me, the things I would definitely circle on my school lunch calendar, which was kind of a joke to get because, it, you know, only like twice a month I would buy hot lunch, but it was definitely the soft, warm hamburgers and they were like wrapped in like a foil thing, but I can still smell them. The patty is, I don't even know if it's a meat patty, it's sorghum. right? but it's sorghum just, it, they were, because they were, they were all pre-wrapped, they were yeah. so, right. yeah, they were so soft. Uh-huh. And then you guys, tater tots, anytime tater tots was a side dish, I don't care what the main dish was. I would buy whatever they served with them, and I would probably tell my mom, no, 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 I love the creamed turkey on, you know, whatever, (laughs) and I would just eat the tater tots. Pauline, give me some of your tots. No, go find your own. Come on, give me some of your tots. No. Uh, I still love tater tots. I mean, I think Michelle knows she's told me great places to get tater tots, and I almost have the exact um, wording that you just said about you would buy anything when tater tots were the side. I would do the same, except when it was the potato wedge. Do you remember? It was like a triangle <laughs> potato that was like a hash brown. Kind of, it was almost like the McDonald's hash brown, but they were triangles. 
and we called them potato wedges. Huh. And oh my gosh, the, that was what I would not skip. I bought lunch every time that was one of the sides oh, was the yeah, potato so wedges. Good. Like, oh, I didn't I... care what else was being served on there. Potato wedges and tater tots. So, so fried potatoes, but not French fries because those were smushy and wet. We never oh, had crunchy French fries. They were just like limp. Always. They were, yeah. they were undercooked. They were undercooked. They were never cooked on crispy. a steam table. That's why they keep them hot on the steam table, not under oh, like steamed heat. fries. They were got steamy. That's why everything was like, yeah. that's why the burgers or were French steamed gray. But I, that just reminded me that in my high school, you could buy things off the hot lunch line, sort of a la carte, like on the down mm-hmm. low, like you weren't supposed to, but the lunch ladies would do it. And I remember buying like a styrofoam cup of tater tots. Like I'd forgotten all about that. Just the tots. Just tots. I do that just today. The just the tots. I'm going to open a restaurant called Just, <laughs> just the Tots. The tots. Yeah. Just the tots. I just decided. And I sat there you with know? my purple mohawk eating my tots, feeling like the coolest oh, bad. Oh God. Yep. Okay, my least favorite was definitely turkey a la king. I think a lot of the hot lunch was just like if you had mashed potatoes and you had some stringy meat and you had some gravy, you have a hot lunch. And so turkey a la king, I think, also included like some peas and carrots maybe. And I didn't get it. And I, when I was reading The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the White Witch is offering the kids Turkish delight. And I didn't know – I thought Turkish Delight was Turkey a la King. I thought it was the same thing. And she's using the Turkish Delight to lure the children into Narnia. And I'm like, I don't understand why this is a draw. Awesome. Like, why do they want to go to Narnia for the Turkey a la King? That's like, I don't understand. Also, so you guys, things like Turkey a la King for school lunch, those aren't lunch to me. That's like dinner. Some of the, the lunches were like – Full on, like old people dinner, like the dinners they would serve <laughs> yes. at, like the nursing yeah. home, and then the kids would be like nodding out, like methadone, <laughs> like afterwards, all that. That's right. <laughs> I hope there are lots of Narnia readers out there. They're like they're lost right now. When I was a kid, I couldn't, I didn't know the difference between the word gentile and genital. Like I thought they were this. <laughs> And my grandfather used to refer to it because we were Jewish, like non-Jews as the Gentiles. And I would be like, oh, I thought he was called Gentile. Genital. I was like, Grandpa, what are you doing? <laughs> Don't call people genitals. <laughs> well, of course, we had to ask our society members on social media about their favorite hot lunch. And I want to ask you three, what do you think came in first place? I just think Pizza. pizza. It's got to be yeah. the rectangle pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got to be, right? Wrong. Yeah. It's not. It was high. It was very close. But you guys, okay. you know what got the most love? And I think we will all agree that this, it's, it's well-deserved. The school lunch hot rolls. What? I don't that? even know what that is. The hot rolls that would mean? come like on the side. Like say you, it was like chicken something. You oh, would like get a, a hot dinner roll? roll? Like a dinner roll. Like the hot rolls. Oh, like yeah. we could oh. have included sides. Oh, okay. People had feelings about oh, the feelings. rolls. Everybody, it was the most mentioned. Oh. Second coming up, a close second was the little carton of chocolate milk. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But the school lunch hot rolls, um, people have memories and feelings. And then, yes, pizza Fridays, pizza whatever, square pizza. Yeah. And I love so many people mentioned... Always with corn. Why corn? corn. Why corn? Why pizza and corn? Yes. It was cheap. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's after cheap. we just heard mm-hmm. what um, Erica shared and, and everything. You and... know why it was pizza on Friday? No. Because of Catholics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, of Lent. Yeah. Lent. 
Yeah, and I tell you about my cold lunch. It's not even Lent. Like if you were a Catholic, you didn't eat meat on Friday. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So pizza was Friday okay. or fish, but yeah. Right. Oh, okay. fish sticks. I remember no. getting fish sticks a lot in March. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And that but must Lent be a Catholic Because of too. Lent, yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys, thank you so much for your just your very enthusiastic response to our, our school lunch crowdsourcing. Um, I, I just couldn't possibly get everything down. But um, things that were mentioned more than a big handful of times were burritos, English muffin pizzas. Now, that was something we made at home a lot. We made that but, at home. Yeah. But yeah. A, a lot of, apparently a lot of people got them in school lunch, which is lovely. Um, beefaroni, but um, who the person who said that <laughs> called it barfaroni, but however said she actually loved the barfaroni. I liked barfaroni. Um, I liked it. Tacos. That was another one I did like. <gasps> I did day. like taco day. I did like taco day and the little, mm-hmm. the little squeeze tube of sour cream. We never had tacos. I, I didn't have sour cream. cream. Oh, you know what? I wouldn't yeah. have eaten sour cream as a kid, though. I never even heard of a burrito until probably I was like well into high school. Like I feel like there were only tacos. Yeah, we didn't have burritos either. We only that's had hard like, tacos, like the oh, old El Paso yeah. taco in a box. Yeah, that's all yeah. we had. But I that's what we had in school. Okay, uh, mac and cheese, tater tots, Carolyn, uh, sloppy joes, mashed potatoes, gravy, and a roll. The roll came up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate reminded us of the hot lunch cinnamon rolls that serve for dessert. Do you guys remember those? No. The no, cinnamon rolls. And those. several people mentioned this too, that they always seem to be served with chili or spaghetti. <laughs> always. And it's true. Uh, well, that's It was weird. like, if it was like chili day, we were going to have, and I, I just, that, I, that hooskredoed me a lot. I was like, what? I totally remember that. Um, no, nope. Chris says their Monday hot lunch was always the Fonz. It was sloppy Joe on half a bun with shredded lettuce and cheese, probably left over from sloppy Joe Thursdays. How Gen X can you get? She said. I love that they think it's not a sloppy Joe. Like that's just a sloppy Joe without a top. But, but it's I have the questions, Fonz. Chris. One, why did why they the call Fonz? that the Fonz? And two, if you're going to yes. call a school lunch the Fonz, shouldn't it have been served on Tuesdays instead of Mondays? Right. I was just going to say. Right? <laughs> At eight o'clock. That's um, right. You guys, too Seven many. Central time. <laughs> too many of you out there. Too many of you liked the runny beef over mashed potatoes, and it was liked really it? only. Li- and it was really only like three of you, and that's too many. That's too yeah. Many that's people. too many people. Did you yeah. ask people what their most despised thing was? No, we just no. said your. We just said your most memorable. Oh, um, okay. I think it'd be chow mein. Oh, I liked the chow mein. Oh, did yeah. you? Oh, I didn't like stringy meat. It had products. a lot of celery in it, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, you got to pick that out and shove it to the yeah. side of your divot. Celery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, our Instagram follower, Carolyn, remembers something called a flying saucer. It was fried bologna topped with a dollop of mashed potatoes and covered what? with melted American cheese. And then, oh, and then Instagram follower, Melissa, chimed in to Carolyn. Yes, yes, that in her school, <laughs> they had them too, and they were called potato boats. So I think we're going back to regional school. Very regional. I wonder if that, like, because, like, in, um, where is that? Like, St. Louis, that whole, like, fried bologna thing? That's like a... Oh, is that a St. Louis thing? I think it's a, like, lower Midwest thing. Okay. And then many people mentioned... Now, and those of you who have been longtime listeners, um, or have at least listened to the four episodes that I've probably mentioned this on, you're going to know why I even have a hard time mentioning it. Many of you, like... The school's Thanksgiving lunch, which is mm. turkey gravy and pie. And if you know anything about me, you know I have I'm having terrible flashbacks just reading that because I 
I barfed that exact lunch in the school library in fourth grade while I was in my first week as a new student. Oh, <laughs> on carpet, which I'm sorry, I just can't get over. Barfing on the carpet was the worst. Yeah. And then they would bring out like that barrel of that stuff that like. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it. Like those. Right, this yeah, kind of like yeah. bananas. Like the sod, and it you sort of smelled like bananas. You smelled that. Anywhere in the school, like, oh, watch where you're stepping. And it was just sitting on the ground. I forgot it was in a barrel. Like, you rolled it Yeah. The would come and sprinkle it. Yeah. Uh, So gross. It's awful. Well, not everyone got hot lunch, of course. Some people took their lunch from home. Do you guys remember? Were you guys hot lunch people or cold lunch people? Both. Cold. I was both, too. I I did special days. I was mostly cold, and I would circle the special days on the calendar. Um, what was in your cold lunch? What did you bring from home? Um, for me, it was always a sandwich. It was like always peanut butter and jelly. But you guys, weirdly, as a picky eater, I went through a big Thuringer phase in like fifth and sixth what? grade. Big what? It's like a salami Thuringer. It's like um, almost I've like never a cured meat. Word. Like a yeah. Huh. Um, is that a brand or a kind of meat? No, is Erica? Isn't it a kind of meat? Thuringer. It sounds like a brand name. Look it up. It's yeah. a, I've heard of the no, brand. No, it's not. It's a it's a type of it's a type of um like it's like, like you could go to the deli and get like instead of salami like hard salami, you could get Thuringer oh. instead almost. Oh. No, it's not Braunschweiger. I can't ask stand the Google about that. I can't stand. Yeah, yeah look I've it up. It's called Thuringer. When I was um, pregnant, I was craving a bologna sandwich on white bread with mayo. And I think that is a flashback to cold lunch. Yeah. That's the classic Gen X lunch. It is. That's the classic yeah. Gen X lunch. Bologna on white bread and mayo. If my mom gave me like something hot in a thermos, mm-hmm. that right. was like super or soup. That was soup. Like, I would do chicken, chicken noodle soup. Noodle soup. But mm-hmm. only when yeah. I was like yeah. little. As I got older, none. Of, she gave up on that. That didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, like a mm-hmm. sandwich or. Yeah, I don't even know. But then there was like this well, point where like I went on Weight Watchers in like seventh grade. Oh, oh yeah. God. And I remember bringing cottage cheese for lunch. Because that's diet food. Yeah. Right, right, right. Cottage cheese. But like mm-hmm. for some reason, like we didn't have like containers. Like she didn't want me bringing like Tupperware to school in case I threw it away. So I took like a styrofoam coffee cup, filled it with cottage oh, cheese, God. and then like put foil over it. And I remember sitting at the lunch oh, no. table eating that. And my friends are like, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh, I'm on Weight Watchers. <laughs> Was there a more. canned pear in there too? Yeah, probably. Yeah, canned pear canned on top. Pear. That's your fruit. There's probably like saccharin sprinkled on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet and low. I had um, an apple also in my lunch every day, and it went directly in the garbage. Yeah, because it was always mushy, because they were terrible oh. Macintosh apples in the 70s. They yeah. stuck. Or like a or red, red delicious. delicious. Yeah, yeah, a red delicious. And my mom would also always put a napkin in the lunch, mm-hmm. and that pissed me off. <laughs> I was like, I don't need a napkin. No one uses a napkin. Yeah. So well, I, like, I had to throw it in the garbage. Because I had Cheetos every single wow. cold what? lunch I had from like wow. first grade to when I took up to college. It was the same lunch. It was a ham and cheese sandwich, um, Cheetos, and a little Debbie Star Crunch. Wow. Which was that like is a, a kick-ass oh, lunch, Carolyn. You had good Except parents. Fridays. No well, kidding. Yeah, except it was, I mean, the same thing every time, except again on Fridays because I was Catholic. We, um, so during Lent, we, we actually ate meat the rest of the time on Fridays, but it was just a cheese sandwich. Oh, so right. it was the exact same no lunch, ham. just yeah. minus the ham. 
Just cheese. On white bread. I need to share one of our Instagram followers. Christy um, commented and she said, hoping someone else also carried in their lunches these little individually wrapped apple cinnamon soft cookie cake things. The wrappers were green. They were so delicious. And my mom packed one every day. But we cannot for the life of us remember or find the brand or name of them. We know they were not grandma's, Pepperidge, or almost home. Anyone? It's been haunting me for years. So if you know what what Christy's talking about, the little apple cinnamon soft cookie cake thing in a green wrapper, um, send us a DM on Instagram or an email or something um, because this has been, you know, you could solve Christy's That's lifelong right. question. <laughs> okay, listeners, it's on you. That's We're right. waiting. We're waiting. Okay, so I would say far more important than what was in your cold lunch was... What was your cold lunch in? Okay. So when we asked our followers on social media about their lunchboxes growing up, as you can imagine, the response was huge. And when we started researching, it turns out there is a lot of history surrounding that little tin lunchbox. We found so much good stuff, you know, as we do. So the truth is there's way too much lunchbox talk to fit into this episode. We seriously got enough good lunchbox scoop that we are going to devote an entire episode just to lunchboxes. And we're saving that episode to bring to you this fall at Back to School Time. So stay tuned for Charlie's Angels, Holly Hobby, Happy Days, and all the different ways we got our lunches to school. Coming to you in the fall of 2023. I invite all of you listeners to make yourself a bologna sandwich on white bread with Miracle Whip or maybe some pizza on a rectangular baking sheet and then you cut that pizza in a big rectangle and when your kids are like, what's with this giant rectangle of pizza? You just start singing, memories, <laughs> love the corners of And then you give mind. them some corn. <laughs> with a side <laughs> of sure. corn. <laughs> Serve it with corn. <laughs> A side of corn for your pizza. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Erica, for joining us today. Can you you. tell us where people can find you? Oh, of course. Okay. So you can find me on Instagram at funny people making food. Uh, Also on YouTube, you can find the full length episodes of the show plus YouTube shorts. Um, I'm also on TikTok. Same thing. Funny people making food. And now I also have a Substack newsletter Woo! that you can subscribe for free or you can pay. You can cough up a few bucks a month um, because you get extra bonus video content if you pay on Substack. And you can find me on Substack at funny people making food. But this Substack newsletter is actually called the Chef Smarty Pants Academy because I am Chef Smarty Pants, and it's like a teaching newsletter and video. Um, so, yeah, all of those places, or right here in downtown Brooklyn, if you happen to be in New York, you know, give me a call. We'll hang out. Um, also, you might occasionally see me in commercials for things like menopause drugs or um, <laughs> retirement planning for Gen X. Oh, God, yeah. I love it so much. And actually, if you follow me, my personal Instagram, which is, Erica S. Wides, E-R-I-C-A-S-W-I-D-E-S. 
my commercial reel is pinned on that, so you can see all of those. I just watched jobs. it. I just watched it. That's so, awesome. It's so oh, fun. I'm going I to like, look for that right after so this, Erica. Great. Oh, thanks. And I want all, all of our listeners to know: don't worry about having to write all that down and remember yeah, it that no. Erica just told you. It'll all be in our show notes, uh-huh. and so we'll have links to all of your social accounts, and we'll put that in our weekly reader as well. And I just have to say, like, I love you guys, and I love the podcast so much, and. You crack me up and you make me cry. And I wish I lived in Minneapolis so we could hang out because, like, you are my people. And oh, Erica. The, Back at you. So I'm going to find a reason to come to Minneapolis and we're going to hang out. Yes, please do that. Or come to the better. Be I think, I was just about, I think the better idea is that we should find a reason to go to New York City, ladies. Sure. Okay. I'll do you that. should Let's come that. here yes. and we mm-hmm. will shoot a video in my beautiful kitchen of like, oh look like school lunch yes. classics or something. We'll make bar for Oh, oh my, my God, please. Gosh. No, She'll you know what you can me. make? I've we seen that you can that make like hostess yes. cupcakes and stuff Whatever like that. Whatever you want, we'll do it. Okay. So ding dong. That would be so fun. Okay. I have that would be so fun. It would be great. But, that would be a blast. Yeah. Great. So like I told you guys, our, all those links to Erica's fun social media and her Substack newsletter will be in our newsletter. So in this week's Weekly Reader, we'll send you all of that, plus um, some links to some of the things we talked about in today's episode. And you can subscribe to our newsletter by visiting our website, poppreservationist.com, or you can... What can you do? <laughs> or you, you can, can find it in li- our Instagram, um, yes. our Linktree link in our Instagram bio. We might even send you a little Chris Farley and Adam Sandler in Lunch Ladyland, too. Sloppy Joe, sloppy, sloppy Joe, sloppy Joe. And if you like what you hear, and we always hope you do, please subscribe to the podcast where you listen and click the stars, leave a review. It only takes a minute. And you guys, it is tremendously helpful to us. We would also, as always, like to give a supersized thank you to our supporters on Patreon, who honestly keep this whole thing trucking. And today we are giving a high five to Diane, Jill, Sean, Kathleen, Mark, Angie, Joanne, MP, and Erica. Erica. And yes, Erica. This Erica is you because you are such a wonderful supporter on Patreon. So thank you so, so much. I'm happy to do it. You know, I give to NPR and I give to you guys, you know. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. That's like Our work here is done. (laughs) I know. Hanging it up right now. Our work here is never done. In the meantime, let's raise our glasses for a toast. First to Erica. Thank you, you guys. Thanks so so much. So much fun. And from the cast of, wait. And courtesy, shit, man. <laughs> I could do it's it. It's been a long one. It's been a long one. Erica, why In don't you do meantime, it? Let's raise a glass. I can't do let's it. Let's raise a glass to the oh, a, something about the regal beagle. <laughs> Wait, From the happy days, courtesy of our friends, Laverne and Shirley at Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> That's so not it. No. <laughs> We've been drinking. <laughs> What's in your we glass there, Erica? To the love boat. Like water. To Alice. Okay. Oh. <laughs> no, we don't Alice. Don't confuse no, her anymore. No, Carol always go, goes, everybody. and little house on the prairie. Like she's <laughs> going to cry. <laughs> yeah, like she's going to cry. Okay, okay for real this for real. time. All right. In the meantime, let's raise a glass God damn it. Our In glasses. the meantime, let's raise our glasses for a toast, courtesy of the cast of Three's Company. First to our friend Erica Wides. Woohoo! Woohoo! Two good times. Two happy days. 
to Little House on the Prairie. We did it. Oh my God, we did it. (laughs) Wrap this little sucker up. The information, opinions, and comments expressed on the Pop Culture Preservation Society podcast belong solely to Carolyn, the Crushologist, and Hello Newman, and are in no way representative of our employers or affiliates. And though we truly believe we are always right, there is always a first time. The PCPS is written, produced, and recorded in Minneapolis, Minnesota, home of the fictional WJM Studios and our beloved Mary Richards. Nanu Nanu, keep on trucking, and may the force be with you.